Hi guys, happy Friday. Welcome to Design Exchange with Danny Russo and Melinda Peters-Elliott. Melinda is out today um, and I have a special guest that I've been wanting to bring onto the podcast for a while. Her name is Perry Gay Walker. I almost said very Perry Gay Walker because well, the color- know, color's named after me. So. I know, somehow <laughs> the color of the year from Pantone came out and it was called Very Perry. And I texted her and I'm like, did you pay them to do this? Like, how did they I, come I up with the color of the year is Very Perry? <laughs> um, so me and you met on the road, which is where I meet everybody. Where were we? Yeah. Were we in Texas? We were- yeah, Donna Moss was having we were a with Donna in yep, Texas, I believe. And I met you and just thought, God, you're so fun. I really like you. Yeah, <laughs> the same. And then I ran into you at High Point. Um, in Crestview. We were looking for the, yeah, we were looking for the bar. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, Danny. And I, I, when people come up to me, sometimes I'm just like, who is this? And then I'm like, yeah, wait, I know you. Like and then we, we connected over your kids. Yeah. Um, going into uh their majors but yeah my dad went into psychiatry and your husband is one so that yeah. was a yeah that was a little bond so I love having designers on this podcast and I have tons of questions for you and you probably get asked them by your clients all the time but you're in tell me where you're at you're I'm in, in Little Rock, Rock Arkansas Little Rock part of Arkansas <laughs> home of Bill Clinton and the Razorbacks. And the Razorbacks. And Virgin. Walmart. Glenn, Walmart, Glenn Campbell. Uh, Arkansas Jeff. is not a very big place, is it? No, there's about 2 million, I think, all across the state. I have friends there. Like, do you know, you know Shayla Copas, right? I do. Was at her house oh, for an IDS meeting not too long ago. I love her. Who else um, do you know? I think she's fabulous. Who else do you know? <laughs> well, I have a client that's... Um, she either lives there or went there and her name is she told me I could talk about her because she's on she owns two restaurants and I'm designing for her home and her restaurant um her name's Kathleen Day uh you guys are probably about the same age but she went I want to say she went to the University of Arkansas because I'm like what am I missing she tells me these stories about this artist that I did her house and I'm hanging this art and she goes that's by this guy who's a drag queen but he's married to a woman so well I was gonna go with there's a famous artist Barry Thomas but he's not a drag queen he was a fa- uh, Razorback football player but he's very well known I don't know now does she live in Little Rock or Northwest Arkansas she where's the university of arkansas i think she lived there northwest arkansas yeah i think she was there because um my one of my best friends who we filmed a tv show with he worked for at&t cellular and they bought dobson cellular and that's based out of somewhere no that's oklahoma oklahoma fayetteville not really (laughs) but anyway we met dallas market i the story that i remember is me, you, and Donna walking down the hall, Donna being, um, uh, having a little bit of champagne, and um, there was a party going on, which we almost crashed, but- well, I, I remember it, that you offered me some Booth Clicquot, and we had to run to another store, but I said, I will be back, and then I came back, and you were gone, so you left me high and dry. Uh-huh. <laughs> you owe me champagne. Yeah, but <laughs> it's, Dallas is one of my favorite markets to go to. I love, like, I love Michael Bauer. I love, so they have that, they have two design areas. Um, they have the market center and then mm-hmm. they have like Kravit moved out and they all went to another design district and now yeah. they're tearing that down and everybody's moving back into market center. So it's going to be an interesting transition over there. When is the but, next market there? It's like July? There's it's always, there's all, I feel like every time I turn around, there's always a market. There's always, January, wow. there's March, there's, <laughs> July, and I could tell you going to market in Dallas in July is no fun. It's like no, 110 in degrees. It's horrible. And then I've done show houses down there, and they always give me the outdoor space. So I'm out there, I'm Italian, I'm sweating like crazy, soaking wet in Spanx usually. And then there they have a camera right on me. Tell us about your design as I'm dripping with sweat. Oh, no, but, no, no. Now, how did you meet Donna? I met Donna at High Point Market, um, just through friends. Yeah, and we were friends on Facebook, and she ended up becoming basically like my design mother. 
Um, I, I mean, she's one of those. I saw her on HGTV and the first yeah. minute I was like, oh, a Southern girl. And she was so pretty and she's blingy, which I love bling. So I was like, oh, she's like my, kind of like, well, she's, she's the queen of bling. She's the, she queen, is of the bling. queen of bling. And, and then she calls so me the king of bling. And of course, oh. really, I don't have any bling on today other than what I showed you earlier, but. <laughs> I mean, the bling. I got my, I got a little bling on, but yeah. you know, I actually inboxed her trying to source some chandeliers or pendant lights she had posted. I love them. And she was, I mean, I thought there's no way in the world she'll, you know, connect back with me because I'm just, you know, she doesn't know me and she's a celebrity and she did. And she was so sweet. And then we just kind of started a little bit, you know, social media relationship and they finally got to meet her and I just fell in love with yeah. her. The same I fell in love with you. Oh, thank you. And no, Joshua, Joshua Colton was there. Who else? Joshua. Who's Joshua? Oh, Joshua. Cole's yeah. big, big, big Josh. Big Josh, yeah. yeah. Big Josh. He's fun to We follow. had a lot of fun this past summer. I just messaged him the other day. We went to um, Schlitterbahn. In, no way, really? Yeah, and it was me, his three kids, his wife, and oh. my friend, and my assistant. We had so much fun at Schlitterbahn. Um, my sister went to her kids, and they said it was just fantastic. I hadn't made it there, but one of these days. Um, yeah, it's a fun place. But tell me, how did you get into interior design? Because I know this is your first podcast. And it is the first podcast, and I'm sorry about podcast. that. You're going off, I'm going off. I'm like, I I'm thought sorry. I needed this. I thought I did too, but I'll get back. Sorry, I'll text you back. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it was really weird. My um, my mother was adopted. And we always was, we were always told that her birth father was an architect. And my mom used to always draw house plans. She drew our house plan that we grew up in. She used to decorate over the top for Halloween and Christmas, kind of more so than anybody else. And I guess it's kind of genetic because it kind of stuck with me. And when I married and had kids and houses, I started really doing over the top parties and decor for holidays and all that. And my daughter got that gene as well. She now works for a party planning company in Dallas, which is really cool. So, and she loves to decorate too. So it's just so kind of funny amazing. because my mother, I hate to cut you off. My mother, I used to do all the Halloween decorations. I used to do all the Christmas decorations and she used to come home from work and everything would be done. And now I absolutely hate doing holiday decorations. I'm growing weird. I didn't even put, I didn't, my Christmas tree is still up and I, <laughs> don't have I have no intention of taking it down and I actually had no intention of putting it up but my designer friend Elisa came in from North Carolina and she's like I really want to put a Christmas tree up and she was helping me reorganize the warehouse and I go go ahead put the tree up <laughs> so and I go are you coming to take it down because I'm just leaving it up <laughs> well and I told you that but, we we've recently moved and like all my clients I too feel the pain of the you know the shipment shortage your I mean, holiday decor though is amazing every time i see a picture of it i'm like wow how well, did you do that and then we, i'm like i break it down in my head i could figure it out but i'm glad you have the passion to do that but well, i just i lost you. that passion because i was traumatized from my mother and the like <laughs> in the italians i mean things cycle through like you take the christmas tree down then you put the valentine's day decorations up you take the valentine's day decorations down you put the st patrick's day decorations up you take um, the st patrick's day decorations down you put the easter decorations up then you have you go into the fourth of july and then i used to tease my mother and i'm like what are we doing for flag day what about labor day <laughs> labor day memorial day <laughs> and then it's halloween then it's christmas time because i do start around the first of november and it's just um you know you're you just, start, i always put my tree up I used to do it um, on Halloween because I'm not a big Halloween person. So oh. I used to put my tree up on Halloween. Well, my uh, husband loves Halloween. So we, we had a big house at one point and we used to have huge parties. And I mean, decorated out the wazoo. I mean, every corner we had ghouls. We had, this sounds horrible. I had like dead ghost babies and stuff. <laughs> we would have huge parties, costume parties. It was yeah. It was exhausting, but we were, and so he loved the Halloween and I love Christmas. So it was just kind of like three months of just straight vomit, vomit, Halloween. <laughs> I love, I don't know. I don't get into temporary decor. Like I, my design aesthetic is timeless. And when I sell things to my clients, I don't expect things to move. Like I want it set there Whatever. and I sell them pieces that grow with them. But when I go into people's houses, I see seasonal decor. I have like PTSD and I'm like, oh boy. Well, and, you know, and back to the Christmas tree thing real quick. We, um, 
our sectional, we ordered it at the end of May from a store in Dallas, and it was supposed to have been in October. Then that turned into November, December, yada, yada. They said it's not going to be until March. So I looked at my husband the other day, and I usually don't take down Christmas decor. I put it up, but usually don't do it. That's all. I'll charge double. Don't yeah. get a lot of pictures, thank God. But anyway, I looked the other day, and I said, okay, I've taken three down. I'm really tired of taking down. We don't have a sectional yet. There's nothing over there. Do you care if I leave it up? He's like, I kind of like the light. So we still... <laughs> And I wanted to ask you too, and I've heard this, the South goes really big decor wise with Christmas. Is that not real prevalent up there? Well, I'm not in the South. I'm in Ohio. Oh no. So that's what I'm asking. Y'all don't do it really big up there. Do you for Christmas? Like we do. I mean, just over the top. I wouldn't. No, no, they don't. I mean, they're very, there's a couple seasonal decor companies, but they don't do anything like you do. And I, I've seen it done and I could execute it if I really wanted to. Oh, like I know you could. To the chicken wire. And I love when you do those garlands that are just elaborate and like lit up all different size bulbs. I actually applied to be on the White House decorating committee a couple of times. I, they never got back to me. Well, but. and I have a friend who actually worked in the White House and I kept saying, yeah. okay, I want to do the inaugural and I want to do your Christmas. Didn't happen for me either. Yeah. So, SOL. So, <laughs> enough about how did you end up getting started with VIPG interiors? Like when did you formalize it? Did you go to school for it? Not. I mean, ironically, I have two college degrees and don't do a thing with either one of them. I was um, communications. I guess I can communicate fairly well. well so That's that a was, good thing. That's a good thing to have. And you don't need to have. You yeah. Don't and then, and what? You don't need the design degree anymore. I mean, design, you either have it or you don't. And that's what I was, when I was saying about my mom, she kind of had it. And I think she passed it down to me. It's just, you know, some people, I suck at math and I, they're uh, exercise dieting, not my forte, but I can walk into a room and I feel like I can just kind of surmise in like 30 seconds, what, you know, what I would do or an empty room. Exactly. I can measure a room in my head. Yeah. Just kind Um, of get it, I guess. I tell my friends, I go, if you want to, I was horrible in math. I always was really bad at math and I'm always checking my numbers, checking everything. But I go, you want to learn math? You need to learn wallpaper math because wallpaper math will teach you a whole different, you will never make a mistake again once you mess up something. With <laughs> yeah, that's a nightmare. And it's amazing how much we go back and think, what, why we're, what are we ever going to use this algebra for? Well, guess what? We're going to use it to calculate the square footage and the price and the blah, 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 and the European roll, double roll, square yards, square foot. But I tell kids to pay attention to math and accounting. Accounting, yeah. And that, yeah. Uh, that's another area I'm horrible in, invoicing. I, don't even I get know. me started. I'm know. so behind on invoicing. I've been I getting really good at that. My bookkeeper, I got a really good bookkeeper, and I've been really organized this year. Well, it's my How you- to them. Okay, what? How long have you been doing this, though? You know, there's yours. <laughs> Nobody ever calls here. You're so popular. <laughs> Take it. I don't even know how to shut the phone off. Like, it's my office phone, which nobody ever calls. I'm trying to get my kitty cat to come up here because he's the star of every show. Come here, baby. <laughs> my cat noodle. Anyway, um, <clears throat> just kind of, it started, I think, with, here he is. Come here, look at this. Look at this beautiful baby. Aw, that's a heck of a lot of crap, huh? She's a big boy. He's a big boy. He's sleep. He sleeps on my head every night. Um. Anyway, I just kind of started when I I was a nurse in surgical intensive care for a few years, and then stopped that. Stayed home with my kids. That's kind of when I started honing in on doing over the top parties and decor. And then other people would say, "Hey, I kind of liked what you did. Would you come do my kids' parties?" So that kind of started there. But then that was every weekend. Sorry, now I've got cat here on me. That was taking up all my weekends. And as you know, married to a physician, when they have a weekend off, you don't want to be working. So that was kind of our only family time. So I kind of slowed down on the events. Then I just started doing interiors. Then started doing stuff at the kids' school parties. I did three really huge proms. And it just kind of kept snowballing. And finally, I thought I might as well make it legit. So I think about 2015, maybe. 2015. Made it official. Incorporated and all that stuff. That's about, I started in, I want to say I started in 2024 when I started building our condo. And then. 2024? 2000, <laughs> 2004. We're not there yet. 2004. <laughs> 2004, I started. Um, working in the construction um, selection 
portion of the program. I had a business partner. And the first rule that they teach you in business school is don't ever start a business partnership. And I broke that rule. So we actually started in 2008. So I've been through the Great uh, Recession. And then I split up with my business partner, started my own company in about 2011. And then I went to an S Corp. And I've since uh, 2011, I think we formalized it. And I've been doing it since then. But the main, I have an S Corp and my company actually owns me. So the company's SRG Interiors. And then I run Daniel Russo Home. And then there's Danny Russo, the personality, but I just work here these days. <laughs> um, You're in all trades. Now yeah. tell me, if you don't mind, what all do you sell? Well, you know, I'm, I sell, I sell everything. I sell myself. I sell wallpaper. I sell furniture. I sell lighting. I'm, I'm really good at wallpaper, lighting, and furniture. Um, I do not, I have my own bedding line that's coming out and I actually have samples of it in the back. Um, but oh, Two things I always struggled with were draperies and bedding. And I've now become those, I focused on those the last three years and I've become really good at those two things, but I'm really good with space planning. Um, I'm really good with color. And I love, I, I looked at your website and your colors are beautiful. I love all, you seem, you seem to do a lot of darker colors, which I love. And I, I know colors are kind of going back to darker, warmer colors. So well, they're, the pendulum swinging back to lighters and neutrals. But I mean, in Ohio, everybody's been doing gray, 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 gray. So and then, I love it still, but I'm getting a little yeah. tired. Of that. So I call what we switched to about 2015 was grayish. And it was beige mixed with gray. Right. So a lot of people don't right. understand that gray is a chameleon color. There's blue, gray, red, gray, green, gray. And it picks up whatever you're around. So right. when you don't have a designer you're like, oh, I picked out this wall. I don't understand why my walls look blue. I'm like, because you picked out a cool gray and it's picking up what it's around, yada, yada, yada. But yeah. I feel like I could speak gray fluently. But I love doing furniture. I love doing space planning. I love doing crazy wallpaper. In my mind, there's not four walls in a room. There's six. You have the ceiling, the floor, yep. walls. I so, love that huge gemstone. That was, um, I don't know what room that was in, but that was so over the top great. That was in my um, friend's powder room. And I will say this on here because I guess I could say it. We don't do drugs, but he asked me for a cocaine bathroom. And I go, okay, well, Flavor Paper is in um, New York City and they have scratch and sniff wallpaper. They have the queen they have andy warhol they have all the different wallpapers and we picked out that ashley longshore paper and oh, I love her. i've actually got my computer sitting on my ashley longshore book as we speak yes. my friend debbie gave me that so she was the one that designed that paper and then we got it and it just looks stunning so i like playing with all different things and i don't have enough work i hate i'm my, I'm my worst critic so i don't have a lot of work that i've done on my website um i have like you said, it looks dark and moody, but sometimes I'm light and airy. It just depends on my client and who I'm working for. But I was those lucky enough. Chairs. Those were fantastic. Those giant hand chairs. I love those Where's are actually in my condo. Huh? Those are in my condo. I have the hand stools sitting in my condo. Those are my, so good. Where'd you find those? Um, noir. Um, Great. But I actually, so the picture that you're referring to was in the Columbus Museum of Art. And I did a dining table and I called it Decadent Dining by Danny Russo. And I had access to, I was sponsored by Sony Entertainment and they gave me TVs. I framed the TVs and made the pictures all move. And I streamed in all different art collections. I mixed the Columbus Museum of Arts pieces into the space. And I just got to go over the top. And I was like, amusing but it was a show house and I wanted to go over the top. Everybody else was doing like, oh, here's a sofa. Here's some Philip Jeffries wallpaper. And it was like nothing groundbreaking. I wanted to do Yeah, I wanted to do something weird and memorable because like who remembers like, I mean, when you walked into my room, you were like, there was so much to look at and it made me memorable. 
you want. always want to be memorable, but I tone my designs down depending on the client. Don't you love it? I mean, I've had, well, I won't name names. I've had one to two clients just like, I've seen your work, love what you do. Just discuss a vision with me and then have at it. <laughs> yeah. Those are the I best. Love those ones. And then nice to do small jobs with budgets that really makes you, I mean, small budgets and it really makes you work hard and you, know, you appreciate more, you know, I don't know. It's just such a big difference. It's, I love them. What about you? I mean, do you yeah. have, do you do commercial, you do commercial as well as residential, right? I do, but you know, com- commercial works. It's a PIA, pain in the, it's a pain. We call it PIA. Yeah, it's a pain to do them. I mean, you got to follow the code. You got to follow everything specifically. And, I just don't, I like doing residential. And then the small jobs, like I have to have minimums these days because I have a team, I have overhead. Um, But do we know what the average cost is in America to furnish a room? We know what the average cost is in America for FFF&E to do a kitchen on the low end, mid-range and high range. And these aren't numbers that I'm making up, but the average kitchen yeah. in the Midwest is about 85 to 150,000, depending on the size and what you pick out. The average bathroom could be anywhere from 45 to $85,000 if it's a master bathroom. We know that a powder room costs X amount. So, and I learned all this stuff by attending markets, by listening to seminars. Um, and just being out there in the world, talking to my contractors, networking, engaging. Um, and I've learned the hard way from them saying it's going to be this and then it's 20,000 more. And then you're like, (laughs) I mean, I always ask, the first question I always ask the client is what's your budget? What's your budget? What's your budget? And I teach, I ingrain that into my team. And I go, you always want to know what, when, where, when, why, what, when, where, what, when, what, when, where, why, how? Where, when, where, why, how? What is the budget? Where is the house? What? When does this need to be completed? What's the timeline? And add three months. When, where, yeah. What, <laughs> At least. When, where, yeah. And then why are how, we doing this? Like what, how what, is the, what is the goal? Like what is your usability goal? Like what do you, do you have pets? Do you have this? Like special needs, all that kind of stuff. And can I just say on that, that time overage, we get, we did a bathroom recently and I can't wait to put it out. It's, it's pink. She's a single woman and she wanted to do pink and bling. So I'm like all about that. And we I haven't been able to post yet. We've been finished since November, early November, but because of five pieces of satin brass hardware for the shower that has been back ordered forever. We, I mean, she's having to take a shower with no glass. So just that whole back order thing. I'm just so over how it. Your, how, do, how are your clients reacting to it? Because a lot of mine have been fine. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a little frustrated. And I had one client who actually lives in my building down the hall from me. Yeah. And she kind of wasn't happy. And I had to explain to her, this is really good quality furniture. But we placed the order in January of last year. And I'm missing two nightstands. And they kept telling me, oh, they're coming. Oh, they're eight weeks out. Oh, they're eight weeks out. Now, suddenly, they're not coming until April. Thank God everybody's been understanding. But I mean, I do. I, I love all my clients. I've, I've been so very blessed with good friends. I mean, I've, I've had a couple of creepy inboxes saying, hey, it was just weird. I only kind of work with people I know and I trust. But they're wonderful. And they have been very understanding. But I mean, I got so fed up. At, I guess it was last August nothing coming in. I mean, just reports and then more delays, more delays. And they've been very understanding, but I mean, I was about ready to quit because I'm just so frustrated with it. And there doesn't, no. you know, I went to high that point. Was, that was me two weeks ago. Oh, really? And, it's, like, I mean, that, and I think they understand that we truly, I mean, I'm, I'm a victim too. my sec, my sectional that should be over there where my Christmas tree is. Now they're saying it hasn't even gone into production. So, I mean, God knows what, I don't, I have two boxes as my dresser, which my cat uses as scratching pads. But I mean, it's just like, God, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I totally understand because I'm living it too. Yeah. But I mean, I had a client we, and she was very, she doesn't, she always says she doesn't know her style. And we finally found after probably a year, we found a dining table she liked from Bramble Market. And when I finally got the order in, they said 42 weeks. 
And so she's like, I'm not going to wait that long. So it's just, I mean, just feel like I'm banging my head against a wall in frustration because there's no, I like to, you know, I think all designers have a certain amount of control because, you know, you like to control the situation and sometimes. Oh you yeah. Oh yeah. But I want to control this is the contractor. We don't yeah. have We have zero say. We can't pull strings. We can't call somebody. We know, Hey, can you no. da, da, da. If we can pull the strings, we can't, nobody answers the phone. (laughs) Nobody's working. And then, or it's sitting out in the ship in the harbor in the Pacific. And I mean, it's just so frustrating, but everybody's. um, You're not renting uh, your own jet ski and going to pick up the furniture for them. I I literally had the fire client last week that was just being ridiculous. And I hate, I hate being fired by clients and I hate having to fire clients, but in design, you're in a relationship kind it of is a long growing relationship and i i fired the client because they were just being unreasonable i went out of my way for them and then at the same time i got fired a week ago by a client because he knew everything was going to take way too long and all the prices were getting jacked up by 35 percent. and i was like okay that's fine and he was so nice i was like here's all your here's the vendors i was using if you want anything call me and it was like a very nice ending yeah. but um, well, I get fired that's the way to do it <laughs> I know well, I, I'm working I typically only take on eight to 12 clients at the most right now we have about 40 45 and the reason we have them is because of the backlog from last year these are things that should have been done in August and they yeah. have to carry over into this year so yeah. my question yeah. my next question to you okay. is going to be how have you handled the pandemic but I think we just covered all that <laughs> Um, <laughs> pulling yeah. your hair out, drinking yeah. a little extra maybe here and there <laughs> I know yeah, I, mean, I don't I mean have, what have you heard I, I was at High Point in October and I think I was at Universal and I was just kind of eavesdropping on some looked like higher ups talking about it and they were saying that they thought that things maybe on the horizon might be getting a little better then I was at I was picking up food at the hotel restaurant and there was a guy who worked I can't recall what company but he was saying that all his sources are saying it's just going to get worse. So that's when I was it's, like, oh. it is, it is going to get worse and it's going to get worse before it gets better. So you think it's going to get better. I hope so. But. No, I know it's going to get better because we are at rock bottom right now. So <laughs> what I can tell you is that we are going to be in this situation and I have my pulse on the supply chain. I have my pulse on the design industry and you just went to Vegas. And when you told me you were going to Vegas, I go, why are you going to Vegas? I was so hoping and, you were going to come. And you go, I wish you would come. And we went in, um, we went last July. It was the first major uh, furniture event. We all went and we were so disappointed with everything. And I asked you, I go, what are you going to see? Everything that's not going to be available until 2023. But we're going to be in the situation until 2023, 2024. Like, I mean, we're going to everything. If you're, if you're shopping and you're shopping in stock items, we're looking at, I'm seeing lead times of August. Um, I've seen lead times of October. If they're even showing lead times, some companies have stopped even taking orders. So (coughs) The containers, they don't even have enough containers. Like they have to make more containers. So with the labor shortage, we're short truck drivers. We're short people to unload the trucks. It's like, there's- And then I heard the other day, I can't remember who told me, but there was, I don't even know the validity of this, if it's true, but somebody told me there was some like- random rogue wave in the Pacific that tumped over, is it the word tumped, a bunch of cargo ships. I was like, well, that's probably mine or my. No, that's factual. That's factual information. It It was a container full of fridges and shoes. Um, Yeah, and appliances is another thing that's just been, oh, blood out of a turnip to get appliances. they don't exist, um, you don't, we don't get it. And I I prepared everybody for the situation. So all my clients have been pretty understanding, but I don't see an end in sight. in the, the in the sh- in being short-sighted i know that inventory levels are starting to improve they got the west coast kind of cleared out but now we have huge backups on the east coast so they're diverting a lot of ships to galveston but galveston doesn't have the um capacity to hold the containers yeah. so and florida's like oh send us the containers we'll take them in florida okay where's the space in florida to put the containers 
so it's like just it's a multifaceted mess. And then you go down in the south, they have we have the foam shortage because that the, was a whole have, other nightmare. We have froze over, so we're still not even recovered from that situation. And then we just had another freeze, so I'm still afraid that it's going to happen yet again. Well, they've they're bringing. We went through the offshoring era of um, the. I I don't want to talk about politics. But during the original Bush era, Bush, whatever, 40, whatever, the older Bush, and then Bill Clinton, they were all into the NAFTA agreement and offshoring everything and outsourcing everything. And then we got stuck with, oh, well, now we don't have chips because we outsourced everything to China. So now it's all about bringing things back to America and making things here again. And where I'm at by my warehouse, they just announced that they're building a $20 billion Intel plant. And we're going to be making chips again yep. in America. So I'm happy to see that. I love working with Norwalk Furniture. They're based out of Ohio. Um, they used to have great lead times of 12 weeks, but now they're more like at 18 to 25 weeks. But less than a lot of companies so that's yeah and we can't we can't get performance fabrics there's a textile shortage because of the plastic shortage and everything that was being made in vietnam vietnam had to shut down multiple times so they tried to move everything back to china china had to shut down again so that's why we're experiencing these um backlogs um and and not going into politics but now there's things happening over there right now who knows what's going to how much that might delay things even further. Yeah, I hope I hope it doesn't. Yeah. But what's on your What's on your agenda for 2022? Like, what's going uh, on? I like you. I'm still trying. Terry Gay's goals for VP. Goals are just keep her sanity and keep her blood pressure down. Because <laughs> I tend to get everything happening all at once, and I'm stressed to the max. Um, I, I would like to say I could work less hours a day. And I mean, I really do think the last two years during COVID, I worked pretty much every single day, even on vacation. I still had to do some kind of work. I think I took one or two days off and then I took the last week of December off. So that was very good. Um, I would like to have better organizational skills as far as when jobs start and land and wind up and all that. Um, but I've, I've got like 12, I've got three yeah. periods that I'd like to finish up. Huh? You have a team. Do you have anybody working with you? I really don't know. I need to. My husband's always saying you need to expand and hire people, but you need to. And I'm going to make this recommendation not only because she's friends with me, but I've gone through training with her, and it's Julia Malloy, and she does the Bold Summit, and I learned pretty much everything I know off of going to her summit back in 2014 in Palm Springs. And I got to train under Martin Lawrence Boulard, Kelly Hoppin, Clada. And that's what really solidified me in billing stuff out. And then she gives you like a business blueprint, which I really didn't follow until recently. And now I have a really great office manager and a junior designer and they're keeping me on it. And it's just, you can't do it on your own. You really should. I have been, but I, I can, I definitely feel the need. I could definitely I feel like me and you are a lot alike. Do you have control issues? Because I hated um, giving control away to somebody else. I always wanted to be on the project. I feel like I have to know everything. And then I had to learn to let go and let my people help me. But then I hear back all my clients, they only want to talk to me. Well, that, okay. Can I just tell you, my husband, my husband and I had, have had this conversation several times and he's like, you need to expand it. I was like, but here's the thing. I kind of like being a boutique designer. Are, I'm a boutique. I'm a boutique. We're all boutique. Because I like being with my client. I love my, the relationships that get fought, you know, that come about. And I like this. And we become friends. We become great friends. Oh yeah. Me too. You gotta be able to make money. I know <laughs> I should be so- making is your husband going to be your assistant or be your investor? Because mine, mine drives me nuts. Like when the credit card bill comes, I try to hide. Well, <laughs> um, I definitely have my work. Totally. I, I like, I accidentally put, we're going to Cabus next week for the kitchen and bath industry show. And I used my American express card and I actually went on and paid it because if he saw that I did that, I'd get yelled at immediately, but I try to keep my funds separately. Yeah. And 
I could tell you when you own a business, we don't make money. And I'm finally at the point I just started paying myself this, not about a year ago. I started with ADP payroll in June of not last year, but the year before. So that would have been June of 2020. I started doing payroll and then I started paying myself at the advice of my accountant. But what I pay myself, I make basically less than minimum wage because I end up putting it back into the business. I just bought a beautiful black trailer to my car, which I never in a million years thought I'd be saying those words, but it gives me- I only, I, I only wrecked it three times one day. I've had it for a week. Um, Where were you before we talked? At the car shop. That's just next door. He was getting my car ready to be fixed. But no, I, I, the trailer gives me basically extra storage so I can store more inventory. It gives me the power to do more deliveries and just get to my clients. It gives me extra space. <sighs> I definitely need to do it. But, my husband, he said, you're not the best business person, which is true. And he, I'm about, not either, but I mean, I, I, my major, my major in college was business. Oh, well, that was and, my mom. You'd never know I had it. <laughs> and I'm like, I did, I passed it, but <laughs> I mean, I'm so uninterested in the business part. And I feel like as designers, we spend 95% of our time explaining the 5% of what we actually get to do. And and it's then, so funny, but two or three years ago, he saw my tax returns. He goes, honey, you work like all the time and this is all you're making. I know. <laughs> I need to. But are you that. passionate about it? Because yes, I love it. I love what I do. I just wish I had more time, but you know, time management is probably not that in books. You really should talk to Julia Malloy and I'll text you. Um, her information, but she has a crash course and we are about to do something together and we are going to host, um, we we're going to host something like following me through for a four week course where she provides you all this stuff. And then we were going to have a Friday Zoom chat with anybody involved. And it was going to be like based around, you could see what I do, clip it, like snippets of what I do. Cause we have Monday meetings, we have design and development meetings. And I try to do a European work week where we're this office is supposed to i'm here all day today doing this extra podcast stuff but we're only open monday through thursday from eight to five and then i come in on the weekends and do stuff um i love talking to people doing these podcasts i feel like these podcasts keep me sane and i get to vent to people and but yeah I, you really you you're so talented with your holiday decor, you could start a whole operation off of that, but then you got to have a whole team of, yes, you can, but you need to have a whole backup team and you need to buy scissor lifts and all that stuff. I do. I need a scissor. I needed one this year and I didn't have one. No, but see, I, I seriously, you know, it started off a few and then before, you know, it was like 18. I mean, I have to say little rock is flush with amazingly brilliant Christmas decorators. I mean, it's crazy. And I was actually trying to slow down and get out a little bit because I, I don't know if it was from COVID or what, but I had vertigo really bad last spring through probably August. And I, and my doctor's like, you do not need to be 12 to 15 feet up on a ladder with vertigo. And I agreed. And I was having a shoulder issue. So I tried to kind of offload some of mine to some other designers. And they were like, well, we were going to call you. We'd like to offload. I mean, everybody has kind of had it, <laughs> but it's so hard to quit. And I didn't do my Branson and my Northwest Arkansas client this year because we were just trying to stay sane during the holidays. and my friend that helps me during, during Christmas is from England. She's only here one more year on her visa. So we're going to go ahead and try to do everybody and maybe some new ones this year. Talk for her Christmas into staying. Uh, Talk her into staying. Renew uh, that visa. I had her on this podcast. She's, uh, she's so precious and her voice is so melodic. And after she speaks, I'm like, I don't even want to talk because my voice is so much. <laughs> I always, I always think of in British accents when I've been around her too much during Christmas. But yeah, I think we're going to do one more big year and then I might slow down, but I don't know. It's, it's tough work. People think it's, they just see the end result. And oh, so I love it when people say, I would love to be an interior designer. You have the best job. I go, you have no idea what that even means, do you? 
It's Thank so, I mean, you just see the ta-da moment. You don't see yeah. the blood, sweat, tears, stress, frustration, all yeah. that. Yeah, and the ta-da moment. Like, I've probably done over 5,000 rooms in oh my, my career, but I don't have the pictures because I, I don't, I just don't, I'm so like, I either don't take them. If I do take them, I have to take them with my iPhone. They're always at different stages. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, or like they want me to get a professional photographer to go out and do it. So that just puts to do stage a house or a photo shoot. My God, it takes like hours upon hours in preparation. And you're already, after you finish one job up, by the time you can get a photographer there, you're moved on to three other jobs and you don't want to circle back at that point. But yeah. I would love to have professional photos. Mine on my website, which by the way, you can only see on iPhones. You can't see it on laptops or computers for some reason. Got to work on that. It's always Wait, something. Back. That's not, so Instagram is now available on um, desktop version. It just came out about a month ago. So. Oh, no, I'm just talking about my website. My daughter made it for me and I added all the pictures, but nobody can see it on a computer or a laptop. You can only see it on the iPhone, which stresses me out. But yeah, you need to have all your pictures loaded so people can see your work. Well, you've seen my Instagram. I have two okay. Instagrams. I don't know. We were uploading. I'm trying to open Daniel. Daniel Home is going to be the shop. We launched our online <laughs> shop. Huh? You can't even keep up. You've got so many titles going. My neighbor next door, when I was telling about the car, he's like, I don't even know how you do what you do. And when people start wondering or asking, how do you do as much as you do and do it on your own? And they're wondering that, that means you have talent and you're doing something right. Because that means somebody's trying to figure out how you are doing what you're doing yeah. and you're doing it right. I, so I if anybody ever tells you that, keep that in mind. I'll keep that in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Tell me about KBiz. Do we have time? How, I don't even know where we are on time. We were going to talk about Vegas, but I don't think you saw very much. Oh, uh, I saw a lot, but not at market. <laughs> because I was there in July and I was at high point in October. So I, did you see the same stuff that we saw when we were together at, um, in October at market? The only, you know, it seems to be, and don't ask me because I can't even recall, but there are some different stores that don't show at High Point and Dallas that are in Vegas. So, but I mean, That's and I don't know that this is true, but I've heard that because manufacturing is so down right now, all these designers, furniture designers, accent designers can't get their new products even launched. So basically we're seeing the same thing everywhere. And is it worth even going? I mean, I don't, I'm not, I will still go because I love going the experience and everything, but I'm taking, I just wanna... I'm taking my team to High Point only because I have a new office manager and he's so young and his best friend is my best friend or no, his, oh. his, his boyfriend is my best friend and they call High Point the underground furniture market and they make fun <laughs> of me. They call it the because they're younger. They call it the underground furniture market, and Gary can't figure out why all this inventory just shows up. And I go, it's for a client, and they go, what client? And I go, I don't know yet. I just ordered it because I know we need it, and somebody will buy it. And he's like, they're like, okay, you can't do that anymore. So I'm going to take them in April just to show them what it's like to be in the middle of nowhere and <laughs> going to hang out of proximity. But KBIS is great for kitchen and bath. I heard attendance is going to be really down. The last time that I went to KBIS, it was in Vegas. It was January of 2020. So I celebrated with my designer friends. And it was me, um, my office manager at the time, Amy, Megan McIver, um, Elisa, Christine, and Trish Bedette. And we had a penthouse suite at the Cosmopolitan. Oh, and we were walking around Cabus, and I couldn't figure out why everybody was showing bidets. There were bidets everywhere, every which direction. And the, all of them were from China. I'm like, why are there so many bidets? So this was in mid to late January. All of a sudden in February, we're out of toilet paper. Oh, okay. Then for my 40th birthday, which was actually Monday, March 23rd, they shut everything down. So this KBIS, this is going to be the first one to happen since 2020. So I'm excited to go and see what's new and what's out there and hopefully get some inspiration. 
And I'll be in Virginia. So I, I didn't even know about campus. You'll have to send me pics or post a lot of stuff that's really cool. I'm doing two or three bathrooms coming yeah. up. But I'm taking my team. We're staying at an Airbnb. I had the, I paid extra to have it has a pool and a hot tub, and Ooh. I paid extra to have the heat turned on. So Ruth stays nice. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm going to go down. Trish, my friend Trish Bodette, you had had to have meet her with me and Donna, but Trish lives in uh, Palm Beach. She was on Design Star um, season oh, three, and she was in the top three. But I'm driving down to hang out with her, and she has a small boat and a big yacht. So we're going to go out on her boat, and that's my vacation for the last two years. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about Cabus. It's all, every two years it switches between Vegas and Orlando, allegedly. Do you think you'll see new stuff there? I mean, how's manufacturing in that sector? Mm -hmm. Everything's on back order. I think they'll have new prototypes to show. But I know Cambria has some new products for uh, countertops. But I mean, everything that they're going to be showing, it's not going to be available. They're probably going to have a lot of prototypes. So it's going to be interesting. I can get it. Through. It's Cabus and Ibis, Kitchen and Bath Industry Show and the International Builder Show. So okay. I love seeing like the new products that are out. Like I had a client wants a fold down attic uh, door and the old style would come down and then you'd fold the ladder out. I just saw somebody, one of the vendors posted a new one where you pull down and the whole ladder comes out and it's made of metal. So I'm excited to see the innovation for the uh, construction side because yeah. I'm one of the only designers like that ask questions. I want to know what kind of glue is going on with the wallpaper. I want to know what double cutting is. I want to know how it's done. I want to know how it's going to stick. Like, and I'm into like all of the like backend stories of stuff. Can I just tell you, I'm so the same. We were in Vegas and two of us were designers and the other two were friends that just wanted to go. They'd never been to market. <laughs> I think they got so frustrated with us because say we're walking down the hall of the wind and I see this huge emerald green tassel and I have to go over and touch it. And then I go down the rabbit hole of why that color, why that shape? Oh, you're like me. I touch the walls. I go into restaurants. I go into restaurants and I'm like touching the walls and people are like, what do you think? Why are you and I'm like, oh, how you. is this painted? Is this wallpaper? I think and they like, got so frustrated. They would turn around and go, are y'all coming? <laughs> like just creative types. I mean, we're just, oh, I know they got so frustrated with us, but there's so much. I mean, it's just like a visual, pardon me, orgy in Vegas. You know, everything is so. I know. I love it. I love the Cosmopolitan. I love the wind. I love um, uh, the Palazzo, which is next to the Venetian. Oh, I watched the That's what we say. Yeah. Where'd you yeah. say the Palazzo? At the Palazzo this time. I, the I, love, that. I love the restaurant that's on the uh, casino floor down there. I think it's there. It's, I think there's shops. They have an Alexander McQueen shop. Oh, yeah. They've got uh, everything. Did yeah. you uh, meet into Delilah at the Wynn? I didn't. I, you'd be surprised. I don't go out as much as people think I do. Well, I do when I'm not at market and I normally don't go out during market. I mean, it was so funny when this friend was going, she's, she's got a lot of connections and just does it up really well in Vegas. And when I told my other friend, I was like, I'm usually in bed by 8.30 after market. She had dinner reservations at 8.30 followed by shows at 10. I'm like- Are you going to this market in huh? April? Are you going to April market? What are the dates? I think it's April 2nd. I can't go the second because that's Derby Day in Little Rock, and I'm also doing a wedding that weekend. It's like April second through sixth. I could maybe come. I'd like to. Maybe we should. I haven't booked it yet, but maybe we can get an Airbnb because I know Melinda Elliott's going. I'm, yeah. I think Donna's gonna gonna go. She's launching. I, I have some things going on that I'm not allowed to talk about at the moment, so, so I I'm having a little bit of trouble booking things, but I'm trying to book okay, it. Maybe but I can't get, ask no, I'll, no. You can't, <laughs> but maybe we can book it and we can all get an Airbnb because I know oh, Donna, Donna's rep, repping a new uh, tile line called Deca Vito. She's a um, great everything. I just adore her. <laughs> She's yeah. so beautiful and talented. The first person that took me to Whataburger and got me addicted. <laughs> Do you not have those in Ohio? No, we don't, oh, but wow. she got me addicted to Whataburger. And then Donna, you, Donna has Donna's house. And then Donna has spare house. Donna has guest house. Donna has pool house. Donna has a dog house, a doll house. And Donna got it going on. Houses. 
Um, All that in the Dallas area or when yeah. she goes to market? <laughs> no, no, in Dallas. But yeah, I love her and her husband. They, they just treat me so well. So family. I don't know her family. I've just seen posts and it's just Yeah, like no, a- I know the whole family. I know all the kids. Oh, yeah. she's yeah, but that's what I was gonna say. I would love to hang out and go, but I mean, I don't know. I'm getting older. I get tired so easily at market. I just could easily just. I do too. We go to market and we'll go to proximity, which is the nightclub there, and then I'm home in bed by nine ten o'clock. And you think I'm ordering pictures, going to bed? (laughs) Yeah, and people make fun of me because I'll order DoorDash. (laughs) <laughs> um wherever at market and have it delivered to the hotel and i don't yeah. believe that doordash is going to deliver so i'll also order uber eats to make sure one of them gets there and then somebody will wake up in the morning they're like why where did all this food come from I'm like, sorry i was hungry Duncan stupor. <laughs> yeah but, I know, and I'm always so haggard at that time and I'm in my jammies. I just say, just leave it at the door. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't like to see anybody at that point. But if I don't, I also don't know a lot of people when I go to um, High Point. Well, but, Jesus Christ, come with me because it was so nice seeing you. And we were, I remember it exactly. We were in the Sagebrook showroom. But right. when I go to floor one of Market, that's like ground zero for Danny Russo. I like can't get out of 50 million conversations. Well, you're so I love, I love talking to everybody. I love seeing everybody. I do really love it. But it's like when you're trying to work and play. Eh. I don't want to <laughs> hang out with you on ground one because I'll get frustrated because you'll never move along, right? <laughs> oh, no. And I try to go in the back door. I know, I know somehow I know market like the back of my hand. Like I know where, where to go for a private bathroom. I know where to go for the good food. I know where to go for parking. Like I got that in and out. In real okay. life, that people would be like, what? How do you, how do you even know? Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll talk after that. We'll talk soon and go from yeah, there. Would, it's been sure. great. Thank you so much for coming on. I, we you. ran overtime. We have to do this again sometime. Welcome, welcome to the podcasting world. This is going to go up. I'll let you know when it goes up. Okay. Um, but thank you so much. What's your Instagram handle if people want to follow you? I just have my name, Perry Gay Walker, and then Facebook. P-E-R-I-G-A-Y-W-A-L-K-E-R. Yes. And then on Facebook, I have a business page for VIPG Designs, but I haven't, I've been so busy. I haven't updated it in probably a year and a half, but I do have a website, which I'm kind of proud of. Can I you say can that? only go to on your iPhone. <laughs> right. For now. But it's www.vipgdesigns.com. So in it's kind of, you know, lots and lots of pics on there. Unlike you, which you need to do. So you need to update I'm yours. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Show the world your talent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shown the world so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. It was great talking to you. You too. Thank you so much. This was so All much right. fun. Yeah, I'm glad we got our technical difficulties worked out and hopefully this went perfectly and I got to <laughs> do some uploading and we will talk soon. I love you so much. I love you. Thank you so much. Happy this designing. We'll talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye, guys.